Happy freaking Monday. Welcome back to the Trail I'm Taking podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and the trail we're taking for today's episode was actually requested by some of you guys on my podcast Instagram. But all in all, we're going to be talking about friendship breakups, toxic friends, making new friends, and kind of everything in that whole category. So like I said, this episode topic was chosen by some of you guys. I posted on my podcast Instagram, and I asked you guys to comment any ideas. And actually, I had three separate accounts all comment pretty much the same idea. So I'm giving all of these credits for the episode to the Smart Sister podcast, The Flourishing Space, and Let's Talk Pod. So they were all really good um, episode ideas. I plan to do a lot of them, most of them that you guys commented. But yeah, I definitely am giving credit to those three accounts for this idea. And honestly, I don't really have like a whole like written out plan. Usually I'm very organized about these things and I like write down everything I want to talk about. And today I'm kind of just going to roll with them. It's going to be very authentic and organic and I'm just kind of not planning this one out. One, because it's just been really hectic. And two, I just kind of wanted to have more of a real like I said, kind of an authentic episode with you guys. So before we get into it, our two weekly segments, pretty much my life update for the week. I was at the beach. I just got back today. It's currently Sunday, July 5th. It's 4.11 p.m. And I drove back from Florida with my boyfriend and his family. We got up this morning around 4 a.m. and we got back at around 1.30. So pretty long day in the car. This week was so much fun. We went to Siesta Key, which I told you guys about in last week's episode. But we went for a week and it was so much fun. The beach is so beautiful there. We had such perfect weather. I pretty much just laid out in the sun and tanned every single day, which is like one of my favorite things to do ever. But the week itself was so much fun. I'm really sad to be back home. Like I love I love home and I love coming back home, but I just really already missed the beach. So this week we just kind of sat outside all day and now it is July 5th. So yesterday was July 4th. So happy late July 4th to everybody. At the beach, at least, that I went to, I don't know if it's like an entire statewide rule. I think it is around most parts of Florida, but at least in Siesta Key, fireworks were pretty much like prohibited on the beach area, but most like private homes all on the island all shot off their own fireworks last night. So we sat on the beach and watched fireworks for like an hour and just drove down the city and just watched fireworks. But it's definitely not a normal July 4th. I feel like July 4th is usually a firework party and there's just huge parties thrown everywhere. So it's definitely more of a different July 4th this year. But it was still really, really fun. And also, now that I'm saying that I went to Siesta Key, obviously, you guys know from last week's episode that I have been absolutely obsessed with Siesta Key, the TV show on MTV. It's so good. I have binge-watched it. There's three seasons, and I watched all three in about two weeks. I absolutely just think it's the most entertaining thing. It's so stupid, and it's so just not educational not like it just does nothing for you like intellectually at all I kind of described it last week as a mixture of Jersey Shore and the Kardashians because that's just like the perfect combination like that's how I would describe it to anybody so the show is pretty just full of nonsense and just stupid drama but it is so entertaining and we actually got to meet some of the cast members from the show so me and Andrew my boyfriend we were in the downtown portion of Siesta Key, the island, and we saw one of the cast members, his name is Jared, if you guys watch it, we saw Jared walking around, we actually didn't say anything, because he was walking pretty fast, and like, I just couldn't figure out, like, I couldn't pop words out my mouth that fast, I was just so stunned that I actually saw him, and then yesterday, of course, I was not there to witness it, I'm very upset, me and Andrew dropped our friend off in the car, and he went over to the beach, and actually met 
Alex and Polly. If you watch the show, you already know Alex is like pretty much the main character before he got kicked off a few weeks ago, but he's definitely the most well-known, biggest, popular character on the show, and he's known for his house. He has like a $30 million house in Siesta Key, and it's absolutely incredible. We drove by it like every single day of the week this week, but yeah. So everyone in my boyfriend's family, except for me and my boyfriend, got to meet Alex. They took pictures with him and Polly. They said they were super nice. I'm so, so insanely jealous, but I am glad that I at least got to see Jared walking down the strip. So that was pretty cool. That was definitely like one of the most exciting parts about the trip because we went down there and we watched Siesta Key like every night on the TV and we were just all talking about how crazy we are about the show. His entire family, we all like just watched that show together. We love it. So the fact that they actually got to meet them was just so crazy. But that was pretty much my week. Not a whole lot new like podcast wise. I don't, I didn't really do a whole lot throughout the week except for just kind of hang on the beach. But yeah, so as for my weekly favorites and things I've been loving, I actually used all these things at the beach this week and I really wanted to talk to you guys about them. I think I mentioned last week, I don't remember, about my Sheen bikinis that came in the mail the day before we left for this vacation. And I am obsessed. I got so many compliments on these bikinis. I'm going to link them all below in the description or in the show notes so you guys can have like an exact link to the one I bought. I bought three bikinis and a pair of earrings and they all turned out so, so cute. And honestly, the whole time I was wearing them, I really wanted to get cute Instagram pictures in them to post. And I never, ever did. So that kind of stinks. But it is what it is. I love the bikinis that I bought. They were super cheap. I think each one that I bought was only like 9 or $10. And I actually found a discount code that I've always seen talked about on TikTok. So I went on TikTok one day before I ordered them. And I searched in like Sheen discount code in the search bar. And there was like so many videos with people commenting their personal codes and their reference number code things and everything but I found one and it's called pop sugar you just enter pop sugar all is one word and it got me like $12 off my order and I've heard that's like a pretty good coupon code to use but yeah definitely use that if you shop on sheen a lot but I got those three bikinis like I said though I'm gonna have them all in the description below and the next thing that I've been absolutely loving lately is my sunglasses so I got these sunglasses from TikTok as well. I just find a lot of my ideas from TikTok. I don't know why, but they are actually ordered from Amazon and I kept seeing them all over my For You page talking about they're just like the perfect Ray-Ban dupes. And if you know me based on my savings money episode that I did a few months ago, I'm just a very frugal person and I just can really not let myself spend a hundred plus dollars on a pair of sunglasses that I could sit on and break because I always just break sunglasses eventually that's why I just buy cheap pairs from Target because they last me like six months and then they break or I lose them or something like that but these sunglasses from Amazon they are so cute they're called the hipster hexagonal polarized sunglasses and they're like this geometric shape obviously it's like a hexagon and they are the perfect Ray-Ban dupes they're so cute they come in like like 10 or 12 different shades you can get like all black you can get a green tint a red tint a light blue tint an orange tint But I actually just got like the black lenses with gold framing and they turned out really, really cute. I think they look very, not high class, but they just really put an outfit together and they look very nice. I mean, obviously they they look like Ray-Bans and I like they're not fully circular because I actually do have a pair of completely like circle sunglasses and they just really don't flatter my face. I don't know if it's my face shape or just my awkward head, but the hexagon shape at least really does me a lot better I just feel a lot better in them and they are a lot more flattering on my face 
but I definitely recommend the sunglasses. They're so cute. You can look at all of the customer um, reviews and pictures on Amazon. That's how I was able to tell if they would look good on my face shape or not. I rely on pictures for pretty much anything I buy, especially on Sheen or any website I'm buying clothes off of. I have to be able to see people wearing them and how they style them and how they fit and the reviews. But yeah, all in all, best sunglasses. I definitely recommend them if you want a really good Ray-Ban dupe. So that will be below in the description as well. And the last thing that I've been loving lately is my new Birkenstocks. I honestly forget if I mentioned them in last week's episode. I don't think I did. But I purchased a pair of the rubber Birkenstocks and holy shit, they have changed my life. I have had the same pair of leather Birkenstocks since probably my freshman year of high school. And at this point, they are just shrunk from sitting out in the heat and they're just, they don't fit really anymore. The bottom of them have just kind of worn off. And I'm pretty sure Birkenstocks like are supposed to last forever, which granted they're a great shoe. But the bottom of my leather ones have just completely worn off. There's almost no sole. There's no support. And I really just rub my feet raw after a long day. So I purchased the rubber ones that are actually like literally a quarter of the price. I know normal ones for the leather kind are like $100 plus. And the rubber ones are only $40 in women's at least. I know the men's, I think they're more expensive. But women's rubber Birkenstocks are only $45. So worth it. I ordered mine straight from the Birkenstocks website and they came in like six or seven days, but I got the dark gray color. I actually meant to order black and I accidentally pressed gray, but I don't even care. I love them so much. I wear them every day. I wear them every single day at the beach this week because they're better than flip-flops. They're better than my Snooks. They're just such good shoes. They can get completely wet, obviously. They're just really good water shoes, sand shoes. They're comfortable. They fit really well, and yeah, I just can't say enough good things about them, but definitely one of my favorite things this week. And that pretty much sums up my life update and things I've been loving recently, but before we get into the actual episode, don't forget about the giveaway that I'm having. Because my podcast Instagram reached 500 followers, which I'm so insanely happy, thankful, grateful, excited, everything about it. I'm just so happy that we've reached 500 and that we're still growing. We are already almost to 600, which is mind-blowing. But because we hit 500 so quickly, I'm doing a giveaway. So all you have to do is follow the page, follow my podcast, tag a friend, and then it's extra entries if you post it on your story. So my deadline is July 9th, so that's in four days. But yeah, definitely be sure to enter that to win. I think it's a plant, it's scrunchies, a pop socket, and a candle. So it's super cute little bundle and assortment of little gifts so I really thought it'd just be something nice to give back to you guys to show my appreciation for your support but yeah that ends July 9th so be sure to enter that on the podcast Instagram for a chance to win and also be sure to join my Remind 101 if you don't know what Remind 101 is it's just a free texting service you literally just text a code to a number and that automatically enrolls you into my trail of text class and basically I just send out texts every day I've been doing them in the mornings I forgot to send one out this morning but usually I just send out either life updates or episode updates or motivational quotes, inspiring quotes, anything that kind of I'm feeling throughout the day that I feel like could be helpful to one of you guys, I just send out through a text. So it's really easy. There's no money involved. You don't have to pay for it at all. You literally just text a code, but that'll also be in the description notes below. And that pretty much sums up my intro. I'm sorry that was so long, but 
yeah, I just feel like I had so much to tell you guys about. I was at the beach, so I feel like so much happened to me, and I just couldn't tell you guys about it, but I'm back now, and I'm pretty much home for the rest of July. I don't have any more trips planned. I have a few, like, hiking things planned, but nothing like a week-long vacation anymore. I'm just pretty much working for the rest of the month, and then, fingers crossed, I'm moving into school I think August 8th. I don't really know how that's going to go now because I'm pretty sure most of the states are closing back down again because the numbers are rising again. So who really knows what's happening with school? Right now, I'm pretty much planning on moving in August 8th, but that could very well change and I will not be surprised at all if it gets delayed another month. So for right now, I'm just at home for the rest of July and the first part of August until I move in. But yeah, so like I said, the try we're taking for today's episode is going to be all about friendships, friendship breakup, toxic friends, making new friends, literally anything friendship related we're going to be talking about right now. So let's jump right in. So for the background, I feel like I should go ahead and just like give you guys a background of me, my friendships, my how I stand with friendships. I don't know, just like a weird little background. Why not? So, oh, oh my God, pause. I just got a text message from my Remind 101 from Daniela. You guys know Daniela from my guest episode with her. She's the host of the Spill the Milk podcast. Freaking love her. She's like my best friend ever. She just texted me through Remind. Love you, pretty girl. That's what she said. Love you more, Daniela. Anyways, okay. So back to my background. So I feel like before we get into it, I should just have like a disclaimer kind of. But yeah, so growing up, I've always mentioned in this podcast that I just grew up very independently. I've always just been a very independent person. I don't really know what exactly pinpointed like that point in my life that made me independent. I didn't really have any like traumatic experience or anything that made me be on my own. I I grew up in a very loving family of four. I love them to death. But yeah, I've just always been a very independent person. But I'm also extremely extroverted. Like I'm not an introvert at all. But I'm the same. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like I'm I'm an extreme extrovert but I also value my alone time I love having my alone time I love being by myself I love just doing things by myself running errands by myself but I'm also like I said I'm very bubbly I'm very social like I'm a very obvious social butterfly if you know me I will talk to anyone about anything I love meeting new friends talking to random people I just love connecting with random people because I feel like that's just how you get such genuine friendships started But yeah, I've just always been very independent. I've always kind of done my own thing at my own pace, at my own time. I don't necessarily follow the crowd, I guess you could say. And I've also always been really into leadership and anything leadership related. In high school, I was really involved in leadership clubs and leadership organizations throughout my community. So I think that also kind of helped promote my independence and kind of build my independence because I always just wanted to be more of a leader rather than a follower, which is not for everybody. There's some people who are very dependent and that is nothing wrong with that at all. I think everyone's just kind of wired differently in that sense. And I definitely know people who are very dependent and I know people who are extremely independent. And for me, I've just always grown up to be just more of my own person. And like I said, I kind of just formulate my own ideas. I do things my own way. I've just always been that kind of person. So for me, that has been a good and bad thing when it comes to forming friendships because I think sometimes I let my independence get in the way and then sometimes it's the opposite and I don't, I'm not independent enough in a friendship. I've been in a lot of friendships where it was a one-way street kind of feeling where if I wasn't the one reaching out, then we never talked. If I wasn't the one asking to hang out, we never hung out. If I wasn't the one inviting them over, then we just didn't see each other that day, which is always just a shitty feeling, I feel like, and I 
I think everyone goes through one-sided friendships and one-way street friendships and it sucks but it's one of those things where you have to figure out when it's time to either let go or confront the person or just accept that they may not be the right friend for you and kind of move on and I think that's something that I've really learned and just accepted throughout my teenage years I guess because when I was little I definitely had like one or two or three like best friends and those best friends were either like my classmates or I was teammates with them, they were just in the same sport as me or something like that. So I remember having like my very first best friend, I guess, that like I really consider like a true, true best friend was probably like fourth or fifth grade. We did horseback riding together. I'm still friends with her to this day, but we're obviously just not nearly as close. We've kind of just grown up and gone down our own paths in life. But she's probably like my very first best friend. We hung out all the time and that friendship was one of those ones where you kind of just grow out of it. We went to separate schools, kind of just did separate things, different sports, and it was just kind of hard to keep in contact and hard to kind of maintain that friendship. It was literally no hard feelings at all. Like I said, I'm still friends with her to this day. That's just an example of one of those friendships that kind of just fizzles and moves on with time and nothing wrong with it. That's just kind of how life goes sometimes. But then I'd say my next like true best friend was, I want to say like the beginning of 6th or 7th. I still kind of know her to this day. I'm not going to drop any names or anything because I still had them like on social media and yeah, I just not doing that. But my next best friend, like I said, was probably sixth, seventh grade. We got really close. We didn't play a sport together. I don't think we might have done cheerleading together for like one season, but I'm pretty sure like the main part of our friendship was just based off school. We were in the same classes together in middle school. So we just got pretty close from there. I hung out with them all the time. We were really close friends. We did everything together. And then it was one of those things that we had the kind of friendship where we never fought. So I'd say we were like really best friends for maybe two and a half years. And throughout that entire time, we just never had a fight. And if we did, we just kind of let it go or we both bottled things up. So we never really talked about it or we just didn't talk about it at all. So we had one fight. And of course, like that one fight pretty much ended our friendship, which really sucks looking back because like that specific person, I wish we were still friends to this day. She's great. I'm still friends with her. We're just not as close. We're not best friends. But yeah, it was just one of those friendships where we never fought. And then the one fight that we did have, it ended up causing like a friendship breakup, I guess you could say. There was no like toxicness or anything. It was just one of those things, I guess. And that's just something you have to learn from. And that definitely taught me now. And like that taught me after I was that age that any friendship that I really cared about in the future, I was going to have to be comfortable talking to. And even most people will tell you, I feel like that best friends fight. And granted, like I've always known that, but it's different hearing it than actually fighting. I'm just not a confrontational person. I don't like arguing. I don't like bickering. I just don't like that unless I know that it can be resolved. And at the time, it was just one of those fights that was really dumb, but we just both got super overworked and we both kind of just stopped talking. And then we made up like six months later and we're still friends. But like I said, it was just never that same friendship again. That never, never the same bond or anything. But that was that story. So then fast forward probably like another year or so. I'm just, I don't know. I'm the kind of person who, because of my independence, because of my maturity, I've never been the type of girl to have like a big group of girlfriends. Like I really wish I could be. I wish I could be one of those girls that had a group of like six homegirls to do everything with. I think that's fucking awesome I wish I could do that but knowing me I'm just not that kind of person I don't have the personality for that I don't have the personality to be around like six other girls at one time and be friends with all of them I just can't do that I don't know why I wish I could but 
for me, I'm just not that kind of person. So I'm more of the person to just have like one or two insanely close friends and then everyone else is just kind of like my acquaintances, I guess you could say. But yeah, so after that other friend, I had pretty much like a new best friend that I hung out with all the time and we were attached at the hip pretty much. We did a lot of things together throughout middle school and like freshman year of high school, we were really close. And this friendship, honestly, I don't, I still don't know what happened. Like I still really don't know. We were really tight. And we kind of just fizzled. It may have just been one of those things like earlier where you kind of just, you find new friends, you find you, yourself, you kind of just find your group of people. So I mean, nothing wrong with that at all. We don't really have any hard feelings. We're still like kind of friends, I guess. I don't know. I don't really think she likes me a whole bunch, but I will still always love her. I mean, I have love for all of my, I guess, like best friends that I've had. Honestly, like I don't really have any personal beef with any of my past friends, I cherish those friendships, and I think they really build me into the person I am today. But, I mean, looking back, it does suck to lose a friend. But, I mean, that's just life. That's what this episode's all about. So, yeah, that was one. And then, honestly, like, after that friendship ended, I want to say it ended, like, my sophomore year of high school, maybe. I think freshman year summer going into sophomore year is when we, like, kind of just stopped being friends. We were just very distant. It just was never really the same. I'd say after that, I didn't really have another, like, really, really close best friend for the rest of high school, which sounds really sad. I don't want it to sound sad. I know that sounds, like, super shitty. But, like, going off of what I said in this podcast so far, for me, like, that wasn't a sad thing. I don't have any shame. I don't have any sadness saying that. Like, I've just never been the kind of person to have, like, a lot of girlfriends. Like I said, I'm just not that kind of person. I don't know why. I just can't do it. So for me, it's just a lot easier to have, like, one or two really, really close friends. So after that, like, friendship breakup, I mean, of course I had, like, really close friends and really close friendships, but I feel like I never had, like, a true, like, a best friend until probably my senior year, me and one girl. Her name is Ariana, and I'm only saying that because me and her are still friends to this day. I love her. We kind of went through that whole, like, best friends, and then you kind of have, like, a best friend breakup, and then you get back together. So... That happened to us, but I'm totally comfortable saying that, and I'm sure she is too. But yeah, her name's Ariana. We got really tight my last few months of junior year, and then the entire summer we hung out, and then senior year we, were, we got really close. We played volleyball together. We just hung out all the time. We were very similar people, and yeah, we just connected really, really well, and we had a really good time together. And then it's one of those things that kind of, it wasn't necessarily a fight. It was just kind of drama that happened. It was pointless, stupid drama looking back, and we've both agreed that whatever happened, it was just dumb and it was not worth like fussing over and it was just dumb because she was a great friend and it sucks that I didn't have her for that little short period of time. But like I said, now we're good. We talked everything out like months and months ago. I love her. We have like a Snapchat streak. I talk to her every day. But yeah, so that's just some examples and some of my background into my friendships just so you guys can get an insight into my kind of personal friendship life and how I interact with people. So yeah, like I said, I'm just always been kind of more of an independent person. I like to have a smaller group of really close friends as opposed to a large group of not as close friends. But now that you guys know that, I feel like it's important to kind of point out something that I really strongly believe in about friendship and just about friendships in general. And this is a quote, I don't even know when I heard it, but I want to say I heard it like a few years ago, either um, like on Twitter or like in a leadership lesson somewhere, I don't really remember. But it is just that you are the combination of the five people you surround yourself with. And when I first heard that, I didn't really believe it. And honestly, seeing people in high school, not even my own friends, but seeing people either go down the wrong path 
or fix their life and go up the right path. It's so crazy to me to see that actually just come to life and see that quote be so accurate because I have friends who I have literally seen be in such a good place and then surround themselves with bad people and now they're in a terrible place and then I've seen it the complete opposite. I have seen people from my high school, from my friendships, from work, from anywhere go from rock bottom to now they're a top tier person and they have their life together, they have their shit together, they are successful, they're doing well. So that quote is something that I 100% believe in. And that is also something that I think has really always like kind of not necessarily dictated my friendships, but it's always something that I'm very aware of when I make a new friend. And if I am choosing to get close with someone really, really fast, or I'm just choosing and knowing that that person's like my best friend, that they're going to be my best friend, I always try to keep that quote in the back of my head and ask myself, is that person bettering me? And I think that's one thing that is so important to note with either making friends or breaking up with friends or toxic friends. It's just important to know that if that person is not making you a better person or they're not encouraging you to be better or do better, then that is not the kind of friend you want in your life. Especially with the quote like that I just mentioned, you are literally the product of the five people you surround yourself with. And I've read so many self-help books and self-development books and mental health books that all mention how people... There's now people who are like millionaires who the way they got there, they put a lot of credit into the way they grew up because they surrounded themselves with five very influential, successful people. So if you are constantly surrounding yourself with people who are doing better than you and encourage you to do better and want you to do better and they're making a lot of money, they have a great job, they're, they just have lots of plans for themselves and they're really just together and they're all in it, that's going to make you be more like them. And like I said, at first when I heard that, I definitely didn't believe it. I thought it was bullshit. But watching people in my own life and my friend's life go through that, it's so, so crazy to watch. And it really just proves that quote so much. But whether or not you are making a friend or breaking up with a friend, I feel like it's always something to keep in the back of your head and ask yourself, is that person making you a better person? And is that person one of those five types of people that you want to have forming you into the person you're going to be? Is that the person that you want molding you into the type of friend that you're going to be in five years yes or no take your answer and move on from there so that's definitely a comforting calming way to like I said either make friends or get over friends that's always something to come back to so when dealing like with a friendship breakup or a toxic friend or you have to kind of unfriend someone in a sense I think you always have to come back to the thought like I mentioned earlier is that friendship a one-way street and if you're the only one putting effort into the friendship, then it's probably not a healthy friendship to have in the first place and vice versa. If someone's kind of like dumping you as a friend because you don't put any effort into it, then I feel like you just can't get mad over it. You can't be upset with that person if they feel like shit because of what you're doing. So if you're not giving your 50% to a friendship or your 100% to a friendship, they're not going to reciprocate that either. And that's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. So I feel like friendship it does. It has to be a two-way street. People have to be with equal energy going into it. It has to be the same amount of asking each other to hang out and seeing how you guys are doing and checking up on each other and phone calls and FaceTimes and text messages and sleepovers. It has to be one of those things that both of you are contributing to. And like I said a few minutes ago, that was definitely something I learned from one of my first friendships as a kid in middle school was that I realized that me and this girl Yes, we were very close, but I was the only one putting in that effort to hang out with her. And when she didn't 
hang out with me or when she didn't want to talk to me or ask me to hang out, we never saw each other. And that was something that was kind of a red flag to me at the time because I knew that was either going to be a problem and it ended up dead being a problem. But yeah, that's just always something to kind of keep in the back of your head when dealing with a toxic friend. And another thing is your maturity. So for me, I've mentioned this a few times in several episodes, but just as much as I say like I'm very independent, I'm also very mature for my age. That's just kind of how I've always been. I've always been told that I act a lot older than I am and I think it's like the best compliment ever like to me that's like my favorite compliment in the world other than you're so tan I just I love that too but maturity is such a strong thing for me and it's such a attractive trait whether it's in a friendship or relationship I just think someone being mature and knowing how to deal with situations knowing how to speak and knowing how to articulate certain feelings is such a good characteristic of a good friendship or relationship so if you're dealing with someone who is just not on the same maturity level as you or say you're very mature and that friend is just super immature when it comes to talking about an argument or discussing something or making plans or talking about anything in your friendship if that other person is very immature or they're just not as mature as you that's such a red flag at least to me because for me I think part of the reason I've never had like a big group of girlfriends is just because I'm never around people who are on like the same maturity level as me. And I don't know how to say that without sounding like a cocky bitch, but honestly, like it's just, I don't even know how to say it. It's hard because I don't want to sound like, oh my God, I'm so mature. I can't be friends with you. But when it comes down to like, this is how I feel. This is how I want this friendship to go. And people just not acting that way. It's obviously going to be a really hard friendship to maintain. So the friendships, like the best friends that I do have, like you guys know Natalie in college. I met Natalie my freshman year. So back last August, almost a year ago. And me and her clicked probably in like September, October. And we became best friends. She is my literal soul sister. She'll be in my wedding. I talk to her every day. I love her. I mean, she is literally my best friend in the world. And me and her had the exact same sense of maturity. We have mature conversations. We can have immature conversations. But when it comes down to it, we're both the same sort of mature people. We have the same kind of conversations, the same thoughts, the same headspace. When we FaceTime, when we talk, when we chat, when we hang out, anything, we can always have the same sort of conversation. And it's not a fight of maturity or responsibility. And they're not just petty arguments. If me and her ever did get in a fight, we talked it out like adults and we didn't just make a stupid Instagram post or we didn't tweet about each other or we didn't just ignore each other. We would sit down and talk about it if we ever got into a fight. So that's one thing that I think is really, really important to think of and know when you're dealing with either making friends or breaking up with friends is make sure that that person is on the same maturity level as you because if they're not, that's just a really, really big red flag and I feel like those kinds of friendships just don't work out the way they're supposed to. And also another thing, One thing I have definitely learned over the past few months about like maturity and friendships is that age does not determine maturity at all. I always tell Daniela from Spill the Milk podcast, I know I've mentioned her already, but me and her are also just like really, really close friends. We met solely over the internet and I probably won't meet her for like a year or so. She lives in Canada. I live in Athens, Georgia. So it's obviously kind of a distance barrier, but Me and her are such good friends. We do have very similar maturity levels. She's actually only 18 going on 19, whereas I am 19 going on 20. So I know that is only a year difference. Doesn't sound like a lot at all. But that can be extremely different maturity levels with different people. I've met plenty of 18-year-olds who act like they're still 16 and freshmen in high school. And then I've met 16-year-olds who act like they're 25. And they have their shit together. They're very mature. They're responsible. They know how to articulate a conversation with someone higher up than them. And yeah, it's just about 
who the people are. But when I met Daniela, I've always just been kind of weird about being friends with people that are younger than me, which is totally unfair and totally stupid on my part. But when she said she was 18, honestly, my first thought was like, oh my gosh, like she's younger than me. I wonder how she's going to act. And the more I got to know her, the more I was like, wow, this girl is only a year younger than me, but she is so productive. She's successful. She has her shit together. She's got a great growing podcast every single week and me and her have become best friends just over the internet but one thing that's really helped that is just that we are so similar in our maturity levels and our maturity ways and how we handle conversations and kind of just everything like that so maturity is definitely something I feel like should be a trait that you should look for when either making a friend or breaking up with a friend if they're not on the same maturity level as you then it's probably not the best friendship and if they are or they're more mature than you then that should encourage you to be better therefore it's probably a good better friend to have. And as sad and as much as it sucks to lose a friend and to know that you're in the process of losing a friend, I think that is one of like the most heartbreaking things. I've seen things on Pinterest before that says like a friendship breakup is worse than like a relationship breakup because friendships can be so much longer and so much more in depth and meaningful than like a simple relationship, which is honestly like that can be so true. I've had friendship breakups that honestly just made me so sad for such a long time. Obviously, like now I have accepted it and moved on, but at the time it sucks and it sucks to hear that that friend may never be a big part in your life again. But looking back, I think one thing to really keep in mind and to know is that as sad as it is to lose a friend, there's so much peace in knowing that God has someone else to put in your life at a different point in your life. Whether or not you believe in God, whatever your beliefs are, it's peaceful knowing that whatever you do believe in has someone else planned in your future to be your friend and be your companion and be a friend to you. So it's it's just nice to know that, yes, this person's no longer good for me, but I have someone even better waiting on me in the next friendship down the road. So yeah, that's just something I feel like I have always tried to keep in mind when in the process of losing a friend or knowing that I need to unfriend somebody or that I just no longer should associate myself with them is that, granted, it sucks and it's sad and it's probably gonna be heartbreaking for a little bit, but that just means that you're gonna find someone else that makes you feel like you want to be better and makes you want to do better and feel better and someone that doesn't make you question the friendship and someone that doesn't make you feel like that friendship is a one-way street. Like I said, that is just probably like one of the worst feelings in a friendship is knowing that you're the only one putting in any effort. So if you do have to unfriend someone that is that way, just know that eventually you will find a friend where it's an equal two-way street. And if anything, they want to see you more than you want to see them. And it's going to be a nice change. And it's going to be nice to know that someone who's your friend cares just as much about you as you care about them. So that's just something to always keep in mind and just kind of keep your mind and soul refreshed in a sense because as much as they suck, there's always something better around the corner. The grass is always greener. I definitely believe that. But yeah, that's just something to keep in mind when dealing with that. And as for like the actual breakup of friendship itself, I don't think that friendship breakups have to be like a set in stone, like we're going to text and be not friends anymore or we're going to like meet up and not be friends anymore. Some situations, I think that is the case. I think some friendship scenarios, it is better to like meet face to face and say, hey, like this is where I'm going in life. This is where you're going in life. Like we're just not on the same pattern right now. We're not in the same headspace. Like we're just not right as friends right now. I think in some situations that is the perfect thing because some friendships are very based on communication and like face to face communication. Whereas some friendships, like I mentioned earlier, are just meant to kind of fizzle in a sense, which sounds stupid and which sucks, but I definitely think that there are friendships in, in life and that you experience that 
kind of just fade with time and there's not there's no hard feelings there's nothing bad that happens it's just kind of the plan that's set out for you and it's not meant to have any really big noticeable negative events like oh my god we got into a huge fight or oh my gosh we're just not friends anymore what happened or a big confrontation I think some friendships can genuinely and honestly just kind of move on with time which I feel like those ones kind of hurt worse because you you see it drifting and you see yourself becoming distant which obviously is going to hurt a lot more but it's just kind of comforting to know that there's no bad blood it's just life and that's just how things go as for making new friends I think making new friends is literally one of the easiest things ever because when I was little and even like being 19 now I always had the same mindset of just being a social butterfly and reaching out to anybody and you only start friendships by talking to someone it doesn't just magically just start a best friend and you don't just magically wake up with like with the best friend right next to you it obviously takes time to build and it takes communication and for me I'm the kind of person who makes like the first move quote-unquote or like makes the first like interaction makes the first dm whatever whether it's you meeting someone in person and going up to them or sliding in your girl's dms whatever I think it's so cool to DM someone and be like, hey, we should be friends. Like, I think you're so cool. I love your page. That is literally how me and Daniela met over our podcasting and networking. We made a whole episode, go listen, whatever. But me and Daniela literally are internet best friends, have never met, and we have met solely through DMs. She slid in my DMs, asked me to be friends, and here we are. Two months later, we are pretty much best friends. So I think making friends can be such an exciting, fun, and creative kind of space Whether it's, like I said, sliding in someone's DMs or simply just going up to them, that's how you make connections. This week at the beach, I saw a girl with a really pretty butterfly tattoo, which I've always wanted. I've always wanted like a really big butterfly somewhere in my body. But she had this kick-ass butterfly tattoo. And from across the water, I just screamed. I was like, I love your tattoo. And we ended up talking for like 30 minutes. Granted, I don't even know her name, but she was really nice. I mean, we had a good conversation. It was nice just to talk to someone on the beach. And yet, I'll probably never see her again, but it was still... One of the things, like, it was just nice to communicate with someone and have kind of like a temporary friendship in the moment. But all that was pretty much just to say that being the one to reach out or be accepting when someone does reach out to you, I think that's how such good, genuine, long-lasting friendships are made because no one's scared on either end. It's just genuine, like, hey, how are you? Or, hey, we should be friends. Or, hey, I love your tattoo. Or, hey, cute bikini, where'd you get it? It's simple, quick, easy conversations that can make such a life long friendship and I think that is just so cool all in itself but yeah that's really all I have on friendship breakups and toxic friends and making new friends and yeah I feel like I didn't really give a whole lot of advice in the making friends area because for me I just kind of rely on communication like I'm just the social butterfly I love to just make random quick conversation and see where that goes but yeah that's really all I got I'm sorry if that wasn't a whole lot I really thought it was going to be a lot more than that but that's really all I got in my head so Thank you guys so much for listening. Before we end off, I do have my three manifestations for next week. Previously in other episodes, I described them as three goals for the next week, but I've really gotten a lot more into manifestation and law of attraction recently, and I'm actually going to do an episode over that in a few weeks as well. But yeah, I just think I'm going to start wording it as my three manifestations for next week instead of goals because I'm really, truly trying to manifest this shit into existence because that shit works, people. It really does. It works absolute wonders. But anyways... So yes, I do have three manifestations for next week. So it's currently July 5th, like I said. So the first thing I'm manifesting for next week is my health. Obviously with how things are going right now with corona and COVID-19 everywhere and just how bad it's getting again. It's obviously spiking back up just like everyone predicted. But 
yeah, I just obviously want to manifest health for myself, my friends, my family, my boyfriend, everyone that I know. I'm manifesting health and just feeling good mentally and physically. Obviously, I don't want anyone to get sick, but yeah, I'm just really putting out there that I'm going to be healthy and so are my friends and family. And the next thing I'm manifesting is that this week I will work out at least four times. I actually start my summer lacrosse workouts for the spring season tomorrow, so July 6th. And for me, I do play a fall sport as well. I play volleyball in the fall at college. So I am only doing the lacrosse workouts right now just to stay in shape because I will not be able to attend the fall practices. But I really do want to just grind back in the gym right now and just get back on my game. And I want to feel better and look better and... Yeah, so I'm manifesting that I will work out at least four times. And the next thing I'm manifesting is just an overall positive mindset. I go definitely like in kind of highs and lows with how I feel week to week. Not that it's like any kind of serious like mental thing at all. For me, that's just more of a like I'm just hard on myself. And sometimes I feel like crap. Sometimes I'm really happy. So next week, I just really want to manifest a really positive mindset. I want to be in a good mood when I wake up every single morning. And I want to be in a good mood when I go to bed. And I want to have a positive day full of positive things. And just try to see the bright side in every situation. And find the good in the shittiness. So yeah, those are my three manifestations for next week. Don't forget to join my Remind 101 and to enter my giveaway. The deadline is July 9th. So I'll be announcing the winner all on the podcast Instagram. So make sure you follow that page to find out if you entered it. And if you won, it's just at the Chill I'm Taking podcast on Instagram. Be sure to follow it for all kinds of updates. And yeah, I will see you guys next Monday for a new episode. Get excited. It's going to be a good one. Thank you guys so much for listening. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week.